This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As the offseason rolls on, so does It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Welcome in. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. It's President's Day while we're recording this. Do you have a, uh, not to get political, like do you have a favorite type of presidential person, movie, theme, anything? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... No, what do you think I've, of when you think of like presidents and I've, I've never really thought about it. So I'm, this is an interesting question because you're catching me kind of on the spot. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I always was like fascinated by like Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. I really enjoyed, now I understand this is, you know, a very bad, terrible thing that happened, but I went to the JFK museum in Dallas when the okay. Sanders drafted Rasmus Dalin, and it's right up in the book conservatory. And it was fascinating. Like I was there by myself. Did you go I... to Dealey Plaza where he was shot? Yeah. So the museum kind of looks over the plaza because uh-huh. you know that's how the story goes, that that's where he was. So then after you can kind of walk, but it's a busy road. It's not like it's like blocked off in like some place where people it's a really busy road. Now you can see the grassy knoll and you can see where everybody's kind of talking about and all the stories. So I was always really interested with that, especially after I went and visited. Okay. I've always heard you tell me I've heard, I've never been there. The reason I ask, I've heard it's super small Dealey Plaza, like way smaller than you think. Yeah, the plaza is, the museum is not. The okay. museum is really cool because it's the old building and you take an elevator up to the, I think it's the ninth floor. Mm-hmm. And that's where they've got all of the exhibits. But it's not just about that day. It's also about the election and him become pre- coming president. And what's also interesting is there is an area of the museum dedicated towards conspiracy theories. So it's not like they're shying away from all of the different conspiracy theories that are out there with the JFK assassination. And then like, I also, I've, I've always been a history guy. History was my favorite subject in school. I always loved like any like historical movie tied to a presidency, whether it was real or it was fictional. Like 
National Treasure is an outstanding. <laughs> those are outstanding movies, even though they are completely, you know, far fetched and ridiculous. They're super enjoyable to watch. And also, Hamilton is a great musical, and yes. that's tied to Presidents too. So if you if I you haven't it. seen that, go see it. The Oliver Stone movie JFK is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. right? It's a it's a great historical you know look in the conspiracy theories and all of that. But speaking of that, that's true. So I was actually I was a history teacher when before I moved back to Buffalo and I was teaching. I taught eleventh Ameri- grade American history. I taught tenth grade world history. I taught twelfth grade um, economics and government. And I think they call it PEG here in um, yeah. participation in government. But either way. One of the movies I I would always show every year. I'd show a movie. One of the movies I showed movies all the time. Um, I, I would show a movie in my classroom, and it's I love the movie. It's called Dave. Have you ever seen Dave? No, I've never even heard of it. Actually, oh my, 1993 it was made. Matt, you would love it. It's with Kevin Klein, great okay. actor, really funny, and it's a it's kind of a um it's a bit of a comedy, but it's a a good movie, and it's basically Dave. Kevin Klein is a stand-in double for the president because the president has so many events. They actually say, oh, yes, he goes and people think it's him. And then something happens to the real president. They don't want to alarm the country. So he become they make him the president while the country doesn't know it's not really the president. He's fake. And I show the movie to my class because it actually kind of goes through all the things the president has to do because this guy has to learn all these different things he's got to do when the country doesn't know it's not really him. That's fascinating. And also, I should have mentioned this, and I think we've actually talked about this in the past, not getting political, but mm-hmm. the, the West Wing might be my favorite TV show ever. I well, Mike Schoep loves that one, too, and I've never watched it. It's so, so I didn't watch it until the pandemic, and that's when I had, you know, we all were kind of stuck at home. We had more free time, and it has always been my mother's favorite show. So finally, I was like, listen, I like politics. I like history. I want to watch like a good drama that I can deep dive into. And it is so, so good. And I think that I appreciate it even more because so much of the the show, the plot is about everything that happens behind the scenes. And a lot of that is media related. A lot of that is how they're handling the media, how they're dealing with stories and leaks that get out and all of that stuff. So from my perspective, I always found that fascinating. So the West wing I don't know why I didn't think of that first. It's so worth your time. If you like politics, you don't even have to agree no. with the politics. Even if you're just interested in politics, it's an outstanding TV show. Wow. Um, there's an episode. I think it's called Two Cathedrals. And it's the a legitimate. Yes, it's called Two Cathedrals. It's season two, episode 22. I think that might be the singular best episode of a television show that I've ever seen. Okay, well, on that note, we are big. We were, when it was on, big 24 fans. Oh, yeah. Before, it was all presidents and mm-hmm. David Palmer, um, the guy who does what the, what Allstate commercials, uh, Hasbro, I think is his last name. Amazing. Uh-huh. Like, big fans of that, like you are of West Wing for the same reason. And, you know, it's all different presidents throughout and different things happen to them. It's Jack Bauer, it's 24, Keeper Sutherland. Um, I did want to mention, though, the history part of it. I am a history buff as well with that, but I do love the fact, and this is, again, a negative thing, but I love the fact that we have so much history here because of William McKinley being shot in Buffalo in 1901 mm-hmm. and then, um, Roosevelt being sworn in here in Buffalo. And I, I always tell people who come here about that story, and I don't live far from either where he was shot and where Roosevelt was sworn in, and just that history to take it in is pretty cool here in Western New York. 
It's something that I think a lot of people take for granted, especially if you live downtown, or you work downtown or you're in the city often. I used to take runs every morning when I worked on the morning show and I would run right down Delaware and I would pass the inauguration site every single day. And you don't even really think about it. You're just going by. And even to this day, if I'm driving down Delaware, it's not often that I look over and I think, wow, like a really monumental moment in U.S. history happened right here. So, yeah, I, I think it's something that probably doesn't get talked about as enough or as much as it should. And there is Buffalo, especially because it was such a bustling city in the 19th century, early 20th century. There's a lot of historical connections to Western New York and to Buffalo that are really cool. Yeah, no doubt about it. And of course, um, isn't uh, Miller Fillmore, is he buried in Forest Lawn, Miller Fillmore? Yeah, he's born in Buffalo? yeah I, believe I believe so. He is, right? So there yeah. you go. So some more historical trivia. All right. Well, see, look, this is a, we're off to a great start here to kind of honor the presidents on President's Day. And of course, it's the day before also. NFL teams can open their tag windows to tag a player, franchise tag or transition tag. The Bills really only have two players you'd even consider for this. That's Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer. We touched on it. On the last episode, a little over, the, over a week ago, I do not see the Bills tagging either player for two different reasons. Start with Jordan Poyer. Just too too old. I mean, they could do a one-year deal, but that's too much money. I don't think they're interested in that. Um, when I say too old, he's the kind of player that I think you tag a guy usually because you're trying to work out more of a long-term extension, not because you want him for a one-year deal. Um, that's why for Jordan, I think that that's just something that they wouldn't be interested in doing. For To me, for Tremaine Edmonds, though, Matt, there is a possibility if they feel that maybe they just don't want him to, if they feel like they, they, they're making progress, if they have something out there and they just want to make sure they can kind of extend that window. But otherwise, I don't see them doing it because it's $20 million. That's $20 million you'd have to tie up on your salary cap books while you work out an extension, which the Bills have no interest in doing, I don't think. It's just too much money. And going to all of the things we've talked about in the offseason, at least from my standpoint, I'm all in on the idea of focusing on the offense this offseason. And if you're going to do that, eventually you are going to need good players. Let them walk. And I think Tremaine Edmonds would be the priority based off of his age, based off of the ceiling. But I still don't think I think the chance that they sign him to a long term contract is far greater than the chance that they sign him to a one year franchise tag and then try and figure it out just because twenty million dollars. How are you fitting? I know the salary cap can be manipulated a lot of different ways, but how are you fitting twenty million dollars onto this team? When you already are over now, I know once you renegotiate Josh Allen, you're basically going to get back to baseline. But if you give Tremaine Edmonds twenty million dollars. Then you're going to have to figure out how to free up another $20 million somewhere. And that's just to be able to operate as a team, not even going out there and signing people. So I don't know. I, I don't think the franchise tag is going to be used on either player. I would say, I think it's a possibility for Edmonds, but not a probable, not probable. I don't think so either. So let's talk about Tremaine Edmonds himself and, what he might want. Obviously, no, none of us knows how these players, you know, feel about their situations. But I did read an interview with him recently that kind of made me feel like, hmm, like, is this a guy that is just looking to for the biggest payday? Because he kind of didn't sound like he's just, yeah, I want to do whatever I can to stay in Buffalo. He gave the Bills props and how much they meant to him. He said, over the last five years, I've grown and I can't thank them enough. He said, it's also, it's a business at the end of the day. Um, Whatever he decides is fine. I'm all four players. Hey, you've earned this right, this opportunity. You've been in the league. You know, go go get your bag. Go do what you got to do. 
But I do wonder if Tremaine Edmonds, you know, what, where his head would be if he wants to stay in Buffalo and keep doing what they've been doing or say, Hey, look, I'm only going to get this opportunity one time, which maybe he might not, he might get it twice because he's so young, Matt, by the way, to be able to be a free agent. I I wonder where he's thinking about what he might want to do. Well, what do you think the number? So his market value, according to spot track is $11 million. So right now, I think that that's pretty spot on with what I would feel comfortable paying for Nate Edmonds. I'd be fine with that. Matt Milano makes about that, by the way, but he did sign his deal two years ago. So, you know, it's okay to say he can make more than Matt, even though we know Matt, I think most would agree is more important to the team. I think, I think 13 would probably be my point where I top out. I think if you could get him for $13 million for four or five years, I think that that's probably something they would be interested in doing, but I I don't know if they're going to be interested in breaking the bank for Tremaine Edmonds. And if he, if he wants to go get a bag, like somebody's going to give him a bag. So Mm -hmm. good on him. If that's what he wants. The other interesting layer here is Terrell Bernard. Like they used a day two draft pick on a linebacker last year. He did not get on the field a lot this year, but there really wasn't a path for him to get on there. I don't think that they would be comfortable with Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard as they're just like base linebackers. That That's just my personal opinion, just because they would be really small compared to some other linebackers in the league. I know that's the way the game is going, but I, when they drafted Terrell Bernard, I always kind of thought of it as, well, maybe that's a guy who replaces Milano not a guy who replaces Edmonds, but now it feels like it could be the guy who potentially replaces Edmonds. And if he's, if you think he's ready for that role, then you're saving, you know, $12.5 million, $13 million if Tremaine Edmonds leaves. But that's kind of where I top out like 13, 14, eh, not even 14. I would say 13 is probably what I would think would be, you know, too much. Anything above that I would say is too much. I can't imagine. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some team Roquan Smith, 20 million a year. That's nineteen seven. Fred Warner, 19, who's phenomenal, by the way. And then you get into CJ Mosley. He's at 17 a year. Deion Jones is 14. Um, Aluka of the Jaguars, 15 a year. I, if, if someone wants to put him up in that stratosphere and he wants to make it, if he can make it, then all the power to him. But I agree with you. Levante David, by the way, is a free agent again. He just signed two years ago when he was a free agent the same year as Matt Milano. He was the top paid linebacker that year at 12-5. Now, he's like 32, 33. I don't Mm -hmm. expect that, but that's interesting that he's also considered in this group of top linebackers. He's already making 12-5 this past year. What do you think Tremaine Edmonds is? Is Tremaine Edmonds a top five linebacker? Is he a top 10 linebacker? Is he a top 20 linebacker? Like I think he's somewhere between, I don't know, 15 and 10. Is that fair? I think it's fair. I... The year he had probably puts him around top 10. Okay. I don't have the list in front of me of who I'd put in front of him, but the year he had, I think normally I would have considered him 10 to 15. I think he might've elevated himself into a top 10 status after this past year. And I think the thing that also is a huge bargaining chip for him is his age. He is still 100%. so young that somebody is going to feel comfortable giving him $2 million, $3 million more a year than they would with a guy like a Levante David or somebody who's a little bit older, closer to 30, or maybe on the other side of 30. Like like you said, Jermaine Edmonds very realistically can get two more massive contracts. He could go out and get a four or five-year deal right now, and then he'll go out and get a contract that's you know, the market, his next contract might be even more than his most recent contracts because of the salary cap and because of the TV deals and everything. 
That's why the Bills might actually even have an advantage when it comes to Tremaine Edmonds and keeping him. I'll explain here as we return on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 